bloody hell. <laughs> Indeed, bloody hell. It's uh, half past five on the morning of Friday the 8th of May, and episode six of our podcast comes to you live from the streets of London. Robert, um, you and I have just spent the evening watching the yes. election results. Bloody hell! Yes, uh, every indication, smashing to smithereens, all those polls that we were so slavishly following these last few weeks. It looks like David Cameron, well, A, is going to be Prime Minister, but B, might even get a majority. I mean, he might just sneak a yes. tiny majority. And even if he doesn't, Ed Miliband has led the Labour Party, it seems, yep. to their worst election results yep. since 83, 87, probably? Absolutely. So even though Ed Miliband was perceived to have had a good campaign, which on a personal level he seemed to do, as starting from a fairly low point, we should remember, it seems that will all be forgotten. The, the numbers are there and they don't look at all good for the Labour Party tonight. Right from the beginning, they just weren't budging significantly at all. They weren't making those inroads that they needed to early on. It looked ominous for them. I mean, you look at the swings and, and what's bizarre is that, for example, in some of the London constituencies where Labour needed to make gains, they were making gains and they were getting good swings. But then we were getting other results where there were swings to the Conservative yes. Party in places where Labour had been telling us, oh, you never know, we might actually win that one. I mean, I just really yeah. underperforming across the board. Yeah, absolutely. And while the, the Conservative vote always looked pretty consistent and strong, and then they did their big mugging act at the expense of Liberal Democrats in southwest of London. And this is something that you talked about in our last, uh, last meeting, was the concept of the shy Tory. Yes. Well, they, the shy Tories have well and truly come out, it seems, because once again, amazingly, the pollsters seem to have been hoodwinked by this silent majority of people who don't put posters up in their wall, don't actually say they're voting Conservative. Not even have an opinion pollster no, asked No, them. no, and yet somehow they exist, this mystical breed of people who go in and deliver what is potentially a Conservative majority. At the time of recording this, Nick Clegg could hold, to use the old joke, a meeting of the Parliamentary Liberal Democrats in a Mini Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what are we looking at? It could be eight, potentially. If we're lucky. When the yeah. exit poll came in at 10 o'clock last night and said, oh, Lib Dem's down to 10, yeah. we went, there's no way this that can possibly be, be right. Yeah. This is inconceivable. The Liberal Democrats were saying, this is way beyond our worst internal mm. polls. It, it, 10 might be an optimistic yeah. forecast. Well, Paddy Ashton was, was pledging on live television that he was going to eat his hat if it was anything like 10 seats. He, met, he mentioned in the he thought they were going to get 20 or 30 seats. I mean, it did seem unbelievable when we first saw it, but as, as soon as we started seeing those, some of those early results and the absolute nosedive in Lib Dem Sport, we knew they were in for a rough night, but we saw the sheer extent of it. You started to think, hey, up. And when Ed Davey lost his seat, in southwest London, you suddenly thought, well, everything's to play for now. I mean, who, no one is safe. And, and then the ultimate scalp of Vince Cable. And they say it's Vince Cable, it's Ed Davey. Simon I mean, Hughes. in London, Simon Hughes yes. as well. In Scotland, people like Joe Swinson going, yes. though Alistair Carmichael managed to cling on. Uh, so that's, that's what, was that four or five yeah, MPs yeah. so far. I mean, we knew they would be punished going into coalition with the Tories, but we didn't know that they were going to be slaughtered not in this fashion no i mean they start from a point of 57 mps and as you say potentially less than 10 this time round. i mean they have been utterly annihilated and nick clegg i'm sure i mean he said he'll make an announcement over the weekend clearly he's gone as leader 
It's a, a very slow and difficult rebuilding job for that party. He's not the only one either, is he? Because Labour started at, what, 258? Yes. If the exit poll forecast is right, they'll finish up 19 below that, 239. Yeah. Yes. That is, off the top of my head, the worst result since 1987. Yeah. So Ed Miliband's gone as well. I surely, I surely. I mean, the way the fact it was being pitched, it was going to be such a close election, and Ed was being seen to have a good campaign. That's all been completely blown out, and yeah, it's very hard to imagine him remaining. I think there will be an inevitable shift in the Labour Party saying, "Come on, where have we? Where in political territory have we won elections in recent years? It has been as a centre party. Miliband has taken us too far centre left." And I think there will be, I think that there will be a big, big debate inside the Labour Party over these next few months. We'll speculate probably in our next programme, yeah. doubtless in three hours or something, yeah. about what's going to happen in terms of who those future leaders might be. But we haven't mentioned the Scottish National Party yet. And at the moment, Ooh. they are getting the sort of swings that you would normally see in the most extreme by-elections. Yes, yes. We, we've seen swings of 25, 30, 35 percent yes. to the SNP so far tonight. And looking like they're on course, if not to win absolutely every single seat, then pretty, pretty much pretty every close to it. Seat. Pretty close to it. They've done all. I mean, the, the forecast people again thought they were maybe getting wildly optimistic when there was this talk of them taking every seat in Scotland. To be honest, they've almost done that. They've come mightily close to doing that. It's been an absolute revolution, nothing short of that in Scotland. We're still waiting to see if the Conservatives will come up short of a majority. If they might just nudge over the line. If they nudge over the line, fine. They could still look at the Democratic Unionists. Yeah. They could still look at whatever's left of the Liberal yeah, Democrats. Yeah. God alone knows why they'd want to do a second coalition after what happened to them in the first one. Okay. How has David Cameron done this? We yeah. all thought this was the tightest election possible. We kept saying even if the Tories finish up as the largest party after this election, yes. the odds are that Ed Miliband will end up as Prime Minister. Yeah. How has David Cameron pulled this off? The, how has Linton Crosby, I think a lot of people were saying, pulled it off as well, his election strategist, because that boring, boring campaign that was all about long-term economic plan, trust us, don't go back to the chaos, northern powerhouses, all these phrases that we were laughing at, I, th I think generally playing that straight, dull bat has worked for them. They've, they've, they've pitched themselves as the unglamorous but crucially safe option. I think that's what's done it at the end of the day, that people, not a people not in love with the Tory party particularly, but they have trusted them crucially. And Miliband has not been able, whether there's plenty of goodwill behind him is one thing, he hasn't been able to inspire that level of trust. So, in summary, to return to our point from the very beginning, bloody hell. Bloody hell indeed. Heavens above. Well, as the day goes on, uh, we will be tweeting furiously more uh, reaction to the general election uh, result. And by the way, you can now not only get in touch with us on the Twitter, we have an email address. It's amazing. Well, our own email address. It's partygamespodcast at gmail.com. Why not become our third email in our inbox? Good morning from London. <laughs>